Welcome to Positive Adoption, where you can find adoption, foster care, and trauma-informed parenting all in one place. I'm Kathleen Guire, your host, mother of seven, four through adoption, former National Parent of the Year, author, teacher, and speaker. But more than any of those things, I'm a parent just like you. I know what it's like to raise kiddos from hard places. I used to feel as if I were the only one struggling, and because I felt that way, I isolated myself. I don't want you to feel alone in your parenting journey. So grab a cup of coffee and join me for Positive Adoption, a coffee break podcast. Hi, Kathleen Guire here. Welcome to Positive Adoption. This week, we're going to talk about mom guilt and the inner critic. Yay! Oh my goodness. So much to say about this. Anyway, before I start the topic and my personal update, I'm going to talk about Christmas decorations again. I really love that the Christmas decorations have gone more to... The reds again, I mean, I love the white and silver and gold, and some people can really pull it off, but I'm really loving the red plaids and the buffalo check, and it reminds me of when I was growing up, the decorations that my mom used, and all the reds and greens and the bows, and it's just very nostalgic for me, I guess. You know, what kind of Christmas decorations do you lean towards? And do you like, you know, a lot of greenery? Do you like the silver or gold or pink? Some people do those colors very well in their home. And I just want to tell a little story, a little Christmas story. You know, when my kids were growing up, I was so, for a long time, I was very, very particular about the tree. You know, I struggle with perfectionism. I've told you that before. And so I had to have the white lights and I had to make sure all the decorations were even and everything had to be just so. And then one year I just kind of had a wake up call from the Lord. It's like, what are you doing? You know, who is this for? And my kids had been asking for colored lights on the tree. And so I got them that year, and I just said, you know what, you put the decorations on that you want, and I let my kids put everything out. And it just made me realize, you know, who are we, who do we decorate for? Right now, I decorate for myself because my kids are grown. No, (laughs) I decorate for my grandkids, and I do keep that in mind. I want my home to feel welcoming, and I love hospitality. But that was just a lesson for me, you know, all those years that I thought my tree had to be perfect, which is a really great segue into the topic for today about mom guilt and the inner critic. But before I get to that topic, I'm going to, I want to talk a little bit about the community update, 25 Days of Thriving Through Christmas. The course is free, it's open, the group is free. You can get a copy of 25 Days of Thriving Through Christmas on Amazon. 
in either Kindle format or print format. The only difference between the course and the book is the book obviously has a little bit more information than the course does. So I'm going to read this review. The Advent Devotional 25 Days of Thriving Through Christmas, an Advent devotional for adoptive and foster parents, provides an insightful, practical, encouraging resource for parents navigating the Advent season. The book fills a void for adoptive and foster families as to ideas and guidance of not just surviving the Christmas season with children who have come from different backgrounds and experiences, but to thriving during the season. With applicable daily scripture readings to practical suggestions, this tool for helping families will become an annual tradition. Kimberly Taylor, Adoptive Parents. And like I said last week, this I think this year is a year that we all need this. We all need to thrive through this season in our, in our inner selves. We all need to have our focus on the Lord and what this season is about and get our focus off what's going on in the world, in the culture. Not that we ignore it, but that we're not consumed by it. Okay, so... On to, and I will link all those things in the show notes. And make sure that you get on the Whole House page on Facebook and Instagram to follow along. Because I'm doing, um, I'll be sharing some stuff about it on there too. Okay. Yeah. So I ask on the survey that I put out about good parenting. I ask a question. Do you struggle with the inner critic? Or do you struggle with externally having circumstances that make you feel either good or bad? I'm not saying either, but which one is it? Because some of us, you know, we're very internal. Um, Introverts are very internal. You know, like if you look at the neural pathways in an introvert's brain, The road from A to B is a lot longer than in extroverts. Extroverts have a very short little pathway. And so that means that introverts think longer, harder, more. So we may struggle with an inner critic more than extroverts. So there was no right or wrong answer to that question. And other people are more externally motivated you know, by what's going on, maybe the weather, if the stock market looks good, you know, if our kids are behaving for five minutes, since that's what we're talking about is parenting, you know, that moment when everything is going right and the kids are sitting there playing together and you're drinking your cup of coffee or tea and you're kind of like, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm a good parent. And then five minutes later, you have mom guilt over something, or you have that inner critic telling you you're not doing enough. So if you do have an inner critic, you may feel like you you have this, I've tried to explain it to my husband before. It's like there's this tape that's playing all the time. You know, you're not good enough, you didn't do enough, you should have done that, you should have done. And when it applies to parenting, 
it's always, you know, it's the same way. You know, you shouldn't have said that to him. You should have allowed him more time to get up in the morning. You should have done this. You should have been more prepared. You should have done the dishes last night so you didn't have to get up and be cranky in the morning and have to fix breakfast. You know, I just, just goes on and on and on and on. Okay, so when we're parenting with that inner critic, especially if our inner critic is negative, which it usually is, then that can get in the way of our parenting. Now, last week I mentioned that parenting can, it's, it's a skill. There are tools that we can learn to parent better. So one of the tools that we can learn to use when we have an inner critic that's always bossing us around is to replace those thoughts because the thoughts don't just go away. You know that. An inner critic doesn't stop. But if you can replace those thoughts with either being grateful for something or just getting yourself on a whole nother topic, replacing that topic. You know, I am making a good breakfast for my kids. It's okay that I didn't do the dishes. That was my choice. I'll fix it later. You know, you have to just, it's almost, you know, it's, it's kind of a warfare, you know, a spiritual warfare. So when you have that inner critic and it's bossing you around, you can remind it that it is not the boss of you. And you have the mind of Christ. And you can think differently. One of the things that maybe if it really bothers you, because I'm one of those people that it really does and it won't leave me alone sometimes, is I get out little cards and write, um, little note cards and write scriptures down. And I use those scriptures to memorize them so that I can use those when it's coming up. And maybe that's you. Maybe you need to write some scriptures down. Or maybe you need to go back to the instead of tips that I mentioned last week and go through those tools and go through those and highlight some of those and say, you know what, I, I'm, I'm doing this one this week. I'm trying this one out. I'm trying out the redo. And that's how you combat it because we have to be proactive. We can't be reactive. And raising my hand for reactive, been there, done that, do that. I'm just making suggestions that have helped me and maybe they will help you too. So the other part of that is external. We can have that external pressure and we have what the culture's doing. And it's so easy to get sucked into that. You know, do your kids have the right shoes? Do they have the right grades? Are, are they participating in the right thing? Are they doing sports? I've talked about this before. We stepped away from sports for a while and that was a good decision for our family. We needed more family time together and that was it it was a hard decision to make because yes I felt guilty sometimes especially when people would point out well that child has really athletic abilities but I knew I knew at the core of my being that it was a good decision so you have the power to make decisions for your family and not be conformed to the patterns of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So renew your mind. Take a step back and say, what is best for my family? I do not want to be parenting my kids 
by what everybody else is doing. That is not the best guide. You know, one of the things we talk about about our kiddos is we're telling them, you know, you make sure that you hang out with the the kids that are good kids, even though there's, what's the definition of that? Anyway, we want our kids hanging out with the ones that have character, who are being obedient, who um, have those good character traits that are not lying behind their back or stabbing them in the back when they're not, you know, those kinds of things. And I can go down a deep, dark rabbit rabbit hole then. But we as parents, we need to do the same thing. I can remember even these cultural issues, and they still do. I'm just remembering from when my kids were teenagers and middle schoolers and just those things seeping into the big C church. And oh, you have to do this because everybody's doing this. And this is a good thing. Well, I'm a thinker. So I would go home after a conversation and just say, well, wait a minute. I'm not sure I think that's a good idea. I am going to process that. What does that look like 10 years from now? If my children participate in this 10 years from now, what is it going to benefit them? I'm the big, big component of 10 years from now. Or if they don't do this 10 years from now, is it going to make a difference? And to make our decisions that way, instead of being bossed around by guilt, feeling guilty because your kids don't get to do what everybody else does. And you know, like the line my mom used to say, and I'm sure you've heard it, if everybody else jumps off a cliff, are you going to do it too? And sometimes I wanted to say, yes, I am, because I want to. (laughs) But no, we need to take a step back, renew your mind, Pray the word, speak the word. And I'm trying to think of like practical things that you can do to get to the place where that is not bossing you around. And I would say during this season of everybody having to spend so much time at home, you've probably thought about these things a little bit more and process these things a little bit more. And I think even the culture as a whole has been because you can see it in the commercials Because the commercials nowadays are more aimed to, you know, having meals together as a family and spending time playing games together as a family, doing these things together as a family. This is a great time to hunker down and, you know, what's your family mission? What's your family vision? What are the goals for your children? Instead of being bossed around by guilt or the culture, Write those down, type those up together with your spouse and think about it and apply the 10 year from now. 10 years from now, is this going to make a difference? 10 years from now, like my my, um, kids have told me, as adults, you know, no one's asked them what grade they got in algebra in the ninth grade at their job. You know, those kinds of things. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't pursue excellence in their academics, but I'm saying that there's certain things, like maybe you have a child who really struggles in the area of math, and you just, you know, that's one of your goals. You know, everybody's got to do well academically and everything, and maybe this child or one or more of your children, raising my hand here, don't do well in those. Ten years down the road, what's going to matter? Does it matter? What are they going, what's their 
what is the profession they're going to choose? That's going to affect it. Or maybe they don't go to college and they choose to do something that is in the electrician world, plumbing, or a trade, which we greatly, greatly need. And, and that means that if you are, you know, good as I'm air quotes is trying to qualify it, then you are a better parent, I should say, if you find out what your kid is good at, what his strengths are, what kind of profession he's going to go into, and you say, you know what? 10 years from now, these are the things that are going to matter. Those other things don't matter. So I guess to sum it all up, you know, we can either have that inner critic bossing us around or that outer guilt or the culture, or we can have both. And so I think it's important to think about why are we parenting the way that we are? Where is this parenting coming from? Take some time and put down on paper or on your computer somewhere, somewhere you can see it, a vision, some goals for your family, a mission statement for your family. So that's all I have time for today, and I will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Positive Adoption. Make sure you subscribe on thewholehouse.org to receive your gift of five things, a tiny handbook for foster and adoptive families, and receive a monthly newsletter plus updates when new books or courses are released. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Automatic, Spotify, or YouTube and leave a review so others can find positive adoption and know the value of the show. You're welcome to send an email to me at positiveadoption at gmail.com and follow me on social media. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at The Whole House and Twitter at Kath Guire. Thanks for listening to the show.